We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ivy Nation, welcome back to the Irish Breakdown Podcast. We are live here on a Friday, which of course means it's Notre Dame recruiting hour. A lot of transfer portal news to get into, especially with how chaotic this week has been. Notre Dame's had former Duke quarterback Riley Leonard on campus. They've had former Clemson wide receiver Bo Collins on campus. They've had former Washington State wide receiver Josh Kelly on campus. They got a commitment from Chris Mitchell out of Florida International early in the week. A lot to talk about there. Also want to talk because as we're talking so much about the transfer portal and the implications and the help immediately in 2024, I also wanted to open this up, Sean, to a little bit of, hey, don't forget about the 2024 class that's coming in, man. And there are a few guys I think could help this team to fill in the holes and supplement the depth issues in certain spots and the impact in certain spots. And of course, at the end, We'll also do a mailbag. So MB, before your question in the chat, throw the mailbag questions in at any time, and we'll be able to hit on it. I know there's going to be some questions and already are about Blake Fisher, obviously declaring for the NFL draft, opting out of the bowl game. There's questions about opt-outs. You can ask anything in the mailbag from recruiting, team stuff, college football, NFL, the wonderful world of sports. You can ask us random questions as well. We will we will listen to anything and answer anything you all want during the mailbag. Ryan Roberts joined by Mr. Sean Davis, the co-host of the Lucky Lefty podcast. You can find that on CFB Nation on your favorite uh, uh, favorite podcast platform, as well as search up Lucky Lefty podcast on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to those on every channel that you frequent. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Sean, what's up, man? How's everything going? It's great to see you this fine Friday afternoon. Of course, we have a lot to talk about, my friend, but close to the weekend, my friend. And then no Notre Dame football, which thanks, but otherwise should be a very lovely weekend. It's great. It's great to be in the midst of this whirlwind, right? Transfer right. portal. That's a good way to call it. That's, a good word for it. That's what it is. National signing day, new wide receiver coach. Look, I keep telling people, man, the, the meat on the Notre Dame football bone is plentiful. Like, it's always something to talk about. Well, Sean, I was so behind the scenes stuff, folks, just kind of unveil it for a second. I am in the process of trying to help plan along with Brian and Sean a great signing day show, right? Where I'm trying, I'm already starting to work on getting guests, the players, some parents, some coaches potentially as well. We'll obviously be announcing the times and everything for that in a couple weeks, you know, for a couple weeks into the future pretty soon here. But then, Sean, the transfer portal opens. Mm -hmm. And that's all we're talking about for a week. Who cares about the 2024 class? Who cares about 2025 kids? I feel so bad, man. I'm writing these, I'm writing these articles previewing the players on their signing day, right? That moment, yeah. great yeah. moment of finally putting the pen to the paper. And no one cares right now. It's no very disheartening, cares. man. It's very it's, and then like literally once the bowl game is over, yes, literally is 24 reporting. Yep. And 26 kids showing up in January and February. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's, crazy. it's it moves so fast. And this offseason is going to be a wild one because, like you said, Sean, and like we're going to get into here next, Notre Dame's going to have a lot of new faces in the building this offseason, both mm -hmm. transfer portal and 2024 class, 23 commitments in the class that we expect to sign very soon here in the end of December. So Notre Dame's going to be a very well, that could be a super – I mean, they're going to be young in a lot of spots, but they're bringing in some veterans too, right? So it's going to be a pretty well-balanced team, but it's going to be a new-looking team. It's going to be very different from what you saw in 2023. 2024 is going to get wild. So let's talk about some of the transfer portal news. And if you are already on uh, – if you already signed up at boards.irishbreakdown.com at the bottom of the screen, if you're watching this on YouTube – 
and you hopefully you guys have signed up at, at this point already. But we have already dropped a nice little Intel piece. I dropped a Intel article actually last night on Riley Leonard that we'll get into a little bit some of the some of the finer points of it. But mm-hmm. also there was a there was a piece that Brian and I had put together that had not only Riley Leonard news, not only Bo Collins news, not only Josh Kelly news. It also just had a couple tidbits about the 2020, uh, the transfer portal wide receiver class in general, had a, a little note on, and I'm sure someone will ask about it at some point, but a Kingston Villiamo Asa um, note in there as well, as well as a Jeremiah Love note that was just kind of more of a funny one. So make sure you go sign up at boards.com because everything we're covering today, you guys would have had six hours ago <laughs> if you would be signed up at, or not quite six hours ago but like three or four hours ago if you were signed up at boards at irishbreakdown.com so sean let us start with of course the player that everyone wants to talk about <laughs> the most important position not only in the game of football but in all of sports in my opinion the quarterback position riley leonard standout quarterback from the duke blue devils that is now in the transfer portal he has of course been a player that we have cited and everyone cited at this point as the number one target on the board for Notre Dame at the quarterback position in, 20, in for the 2024 season. And honestly, folks, he's really the only target at the quarterback position right now. Notre Dame has done their due diligence with other quarterbacks, but they found out very early in the process that Notre Dame wanted Riley Leonard. That was their guy. And Riley, the last two days, you're listening to this on a Friday, so on Wednesday and Thursday, he was on campus in South Bend, Sean, which I put out an article last night because I, this is the, I'm not even going to pretend to be like this super insider breaking reporter type of thing, right, Sean? But the, I had an advantage in this recruitment, man, in this, in this particular transfer portal. You did. You did. I had Riley Leonard on the show in the summer because I loved him as, a tra- as, I loved him as an NFL draft prospect. And then, luckily for me, I had been checking in with him periodically over the last few months. You know, when he got hurt, I was texting him. When, when yeah. you know, he had a great game, I was texting him. So, luckily, I have a little bit of a good relationship with Riley Leonard. So, I got a pretty nice little interview from him, some good tidbits. Basically, Sean, where we are with this one is Notre Dame went in as the leader for Riley Leonard and the two-day visit. I think just cemented that for it. You know, like, it, you thought Notre Dame was going to be in a great spot to close it. And at the end of it, you saw that they showed him everything. He One of his quotes that he gave to me was, asked him what his just thoughts of the campus were, for instance. And he said, it's definitely a place for champions. That's for sure. You know, like stuff like that. And loves the staff. And I even asked him, like, what did the staff pitch to you, right? Like, what's their pitch to you as a graduate or as a soon-to-be graduate quarterback as far as coming to Notre Dame for potentially one, for one season? Mm. And he said, I didn't need a pitch like Notre Dame speaks for itself. He said academics, uh, spirituality. I, I, he didn't, I don't think he said the word spirituality, but he just said basically listed a bunch of things that Notre Dame provides. Yeah. And it was just kind of an easy sell. So I reported though, and this is kind of for my conversation, Ohio state and Auburn are two teams that are pushing for Riley Leonard as well. Right. They're two pe- They're two teams. Auburn makes a lot of sense, Sean, because two things, Riley is an Alabama native, so he knows Auburn very well, right? That's kind of home for him. And then two, his girlfriend goes to Auburn. So you got the two little things there, right? And then Ohio State is a pretty easy sell for quarterbacks as far as like, hey, 
we do pretty well with developing quarterbacks, right? Like, you know, we do a pretty good job of that for the most part. I mean, you talk about CJ Stroud and Justin Fields and like, there's been a pretty nice string of quarterbacks. So basically where we are folks is that there is a tentative plan as far as interest to potentially visiting Auburn and Ohio States following the, following the Notre Dame visit. But I am just going to tell you that I think Notre Dame did such a good job this, the last two days that I wouldn't be shocked if they're able to close this one out over the next few days, I wouldn't be shocked about it. And I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't end up taking those visits. Now he could very well end up doing it, but I just wouldn't be shocked. And I think we should just be ready that Notre Dame, I think did such a good job this weekend that plans could change and plans have not changed yet. They have not trust me, but I wouldn't be shocked if they do as of right now. So Sean, Notre Dame did a great job with Riley. We've talked about the appeal of Larry Leonard, obviously, but mm-hmm. very positive news coming out of the visit, obviously. Honestly, when you talk about the other two schools and you mentioned them, I'm like, well, dang. I'm a quarterback. The other two schools probably have the better, by perception, probably have the better play callers of the three. By perception, I mean, if you're looking at it, Ryan Day, Hugh Freeze, you know, Jared Parker still developing. We'll see what goes on, but everything else, I, I w- man, you should have you should have hit him with the compare Notre Dame Stadium if he indeed got a chance to walk into the stadium. Compare Notre Dame Stadium to Cameron Indoor. That's both of those are hallowed ground when it comes to college sports and venues. So, but I think he gets it right. I think one of the things, this is one of the things I said about the Sam Hartman transaction. That's what I refer to it as, a transaction. It basically was, yeah. It's a transactional relationship. That's what it was. Yep. Yep. Uh, Riley Leonard, similar similar is going to be a one-year relationship. But it sounds like he gets it. Yes. He understands, like, him saying, like, yo, okay, this this is a place for champions. And he's also, Sean, not even to put it that, like, yes, you're 100% right. Also, obviously, he went to Duke, right? So he's academically oriented. And he's very religious and spiritual. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Like, he really is, he's in touch with his spirituality a ton. So, yes, I'm not surprised that Notre Dame is appealing to him, to your point. And, no, I I just want to correct someone in the chat. Someone said Riley Leonard has two years of eligibility. No, he does not. He only has one year of eligibility. Listen to me. 2021 kid played in like seven or eight games as a true freshman as a backup. Then he started his sophomore year, played in six or seven games this year. I believe seven this year. And then next year will be his fourth year as a quarterback on the college level. So he didn't get the 2020 uh, COVID year. So unless he applies for a medical redshirt or whatnot, he is only going to have one year of eligibility remaining. Sorry to cut you off, Sean. If he didn't get hurt, he would be in the draft this year. Like all of that, the kid is going to the NFL after next year. Yes, yes. Sean, I mean, Sean, let's let's let, let's be honest with ourselves, right? If he didn't get hurt this year, yes. he's going to the NFL this year. This year. Yes. <laughs> so. so it's going to be a one-year relationship. Yep. And we've discussed this, and uh, Devin Butler, former Notre Dame defensive back put out a controversial tweet, you know, to Notre Dame fans yesterday. And, you know, it's just, look, 
the formula for success at transfer quarterbacks usually is a two-year process. That's when you see the most success. So taking a shot with Sam Hartman and taking a shot with Riley Leonard is even more of a gamble. If you base it, base things, I mean, of course you had Cam Newton, right? I'm not saying I don't know if Riley Leonard is there's Cam Newton. There's always the exceptions, but yes, to your point. There's always the exception, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I think that the excitement around him, but hearing your intel makes me feel good about how he comes into this. Yes. And the understanding. Like he understands the gravitas of Notre Dame. That's a great and, word, man. And, and playing. I appreciate that. Good job yeah. by you. That's awesome. Yeah, my parents, my parents spent a lot of money for me to, you know, have a decent vocabulary. So every it. now and then I try to, you know, manifest it. But no, he absolutely gets it. And that was one of the things I questioned about Sam Hart. Like, yo, does he get that there's a difference between Wake Forest versus Clemson and Notre Dame versus Clemson? Like, oh, he's played Clemson before. He's never played Clemson for Notre Dame. Like, that's a different vibe, a different feel. And it's inexplicable. Like, you can't explain it. Like, you have to talk to former Notre Dame players to be able to explain the weight of either being hunted every week because you're Notre Dame or going up against the other elite teams and just how big those games are. They're the only ones that can really explain it because – we watch it on TV, but it is, yo, it's a heavy crown. Yes, it is. It's a heavy head, you know, playing quarterback to wear that crown. So he'll recognize it, but, you know, your intel makes it seem like he's very well aware yep. of what he's going to be walking into in total. Like, yep. he gets it. And that is, that bodes well because now only having one year integrate himself not only into the offense but into the locker room yep right like yep. what do we hear with sam hartman the entire spring oh man i'm learning from tyler i'm learning from tyler jared sure. park i'm learning from tyler yep like tyler was the one that from a playbook standpoint was ahead of everybody sure. maybe not from a performance standpoint but from a playbook standpoint, a knowledge perspective yeah, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And the fact that we saw Steve Angeli come in late in the season and limited snaps, being able to make checks at the line of scrimmage, and we were watching Sam Hartman all year like, yo, and then Marcus Freeman's like, no, nah, we really don't give him, you know, that ability a lot of times. That, that just kind of makes you wonder, like, what is going on? Like, Sean, I, I don't want to ever question someone's football IQ because, like, I genuinely don't know how Sam Hartman is in the meeting room on the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. He might be fantastic for all I know. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But I am curious. One thing we'll find out, though, is if Riley is able to pick it up a lot quicker or not or pick it up the same speed, we'll be able to understand if it's like a if there's a gap somewhere or if mm-hmm. they're if just the, the, you're doing too much offensively from a system perspective, like we're going to gain a lot of clarity from Riley Leonard, whether it works out or it doesn't work out. He wins a national championship. He doesn't win a national championship or anywhere in between. I think we are going to gain some clarity as far as is it a system issue? Is it a player issue? The regular season is over, but that doesn't mean shopping for tickets has come to an end. Notre Dame still has a big bowl game coming up. It's also holiday season, which means plenty of amazing concerts and shows, and you'll need tickets. 
especially if you're a last-minute shopper like me. And if you are in need of tickets, Game Time is the place to go. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's gametime.co. Now, Will, you've spoken about this, and I think another difference that we will see that bodes well, in my opinion, not just from your intel yep. and you know how he impacts that and how he's a great fit for Notre Dame, but also, man, football is, what do they say? Like, you come to the line of scrimmage, there's only two things you can do. Run or pass. That's it, right? And if we can figure out what you're going to do as a defense, that gives us an advantage. His legs give Notre Dame an advantage in the run game. Get out of jail free card. I keep saying it, man, but it is a get out of jail free card. It really yeah. is. Because, yeah. Sean, that, 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 that's why the athletes at quarterback that we're seeing in today are such headaches for defenses, right? It's yeah. like you can have things covered up so well, you mm-hmm. can have pressure, and then occasionally – they're still going to make a play. You're yeah. just like, I don't have any defense for that. You remember the Kyler Murray play maybe like three or four weeks ago where he had that long, that run after he yes. took a tackle and scrimmage yeah. board? It's like, guys, that defense was perfect on that play. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray just made a play, man. Like, he just made a play. And I think that that's what Notre Dame is trying to find more of, guys that can make things happen when it's not perfect. Forget the perfect yeah. play. A per- the perfect play could be any play when you have an athlete at quarterback. That's kind of my thought How many times do we see people crashing down yep. back, backside on Audrey Estime and the rest of the running backs? It happened all year. All year, yeah. Teams can't do that now. No. They can't do that now. And if Jared Parker is, is evolving, as I feel like he probably is, that opens up so many things, man. So many things, whether it's screens, whether it's you know jet sweeps, misdirection, it just open thing is open, you know, because when you're crashing down, you really mess up the pin and pull game yes. as well. There's yep. a lot that opens up when you have a guy like Riley Leonard, not just in the run game, in the pass game as well. Like you said, he he makes a play when things break down. Yep. You see that more consistently, right? So now, you know, are you that's more big plays. Down the field, you know, when things do break down. It's just so many facets that he brings that I think probably gives him. Um, and then the schedule is so soft next year, man. Yep. That dude if, might, if, end, if, he if, might if, end up in New York. It, it, if, if you get past that Texas A&M game, because I have no idea what to expect from Texas A&M right now. But, yeah, mm-hmm. man, it's not, it's not a hard schedule right now. It's not a hard one at and all. And then, like, look, 
When they hired Mike Elko and I knew they were going to lose a lot of talent in the portal, I said, man, this Texas A&M might have gotten a little bit easier. Right. Right? Because, dude, the team's going to be in transition. Might have gotten a little easier. Then I saw that Jeff Brown went out and got shook, and I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. I'll take that coming to South Bend. Right. right. Thank you. It's, the schedule really is looking. We haven't picked up the 12th opponent yet, but. Yeah. Yeah, but we kind of we kind of know who it is already, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Florida State in November. That that's really it. Yeah, that's really it. You're right. Well, Sean, so things are in a great spot with Riley Leonard, obviously, to potentially be the future quarterback for Notre Dame. Again, we have to see how the next few days go as far as trying to close this guy out. But Notre Dame made a great impression, Sean. Of course, though, the one issue we've seen from the transfer portal on the negative side of things for Notre Dame is. A lot of wide receivers have entered this offseason, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it started with the Tobias Merriweathers, but then were followed by the Rico Floreses, the Braylon James, the Chris Tyrese. Notre Dame has lost some very talented wide receivers, although still developing, although mostly unproven. Some A lot of talent that was lost off the team from a wide receiver position. So Notre Dame, to counteract that, they have three wide receivers in the 2024 class, which we'll talk about in the second section of this podcast. But they're also making a deep push for multiple wide receivers in the portal right now. Got Chris Mitchell, wide receiver from FIU that we t- we have already talked about on this podcast. Sean, the last couple of days, there have been a- two wide receivers that have been on campus a- as well. I want to talk about actually the second, mo- well, the most recent one that was on campus because he was on this campus the same days as Riley Leonard. Mm-hmm. That was Bo Collins out of Clemson, 6'3", about 210 pounds. He's your true boundary-style wide receiver, big, physical, can win on a vertical plane. But then you saw him against Notre Dame where it was like, oh, man, kind of shook Benjamin Morrison on a route where you're like, oh, okay, maybe he's a little bit more than just a vertically-oriented guy. There's there's some, something interesting there, right? So Bo Collins there the last two days, from the intel we've been able to gather, Everything went great with Bo Collins, Sean. Everything went really, really well. Sounds like him and his family that were able to come on the trip meshed very well with the Notre Dame program, with the Notre Dame coaches. I think Riley Leonard being there as well as potentially the the future quarterback of the team was a big help as well. So leaving the visit, things are in a great place with Bo Collins. Mm-hmm. It's, it's similar as far as the next few days are going to be paramount, right? Because there's going to be other schools that are going to reach out to try to get a visit here, try to get a visit there. Bo, come down here. But Notre Dame leaves this one, in my opinion, as the front runner for Bo Collins, the graduate transfer out of Clemson. Former five-star, productive player over the last couple of years for Clemson. Their leading receiver this year, or actually second leading receiver this year behind Tyler Brown, the freshman. So he is what I think Notre Dame needs a lot more of. They need proven boundary players, guys that can win one-on-one matchups. You have Deion Colsey that I think can do it if he's healthy, but the second part of that equation has been very hit or miss over the last couple of years as far as health from a Deion Colsey perspective. So getting a guy that's a little bit more of a proven commodity with a little bit of a high ceiling as well, I think is a is a great situation to eventually have. So Notre Dame moved the needle this, this last couple of days with Bo Collins, Sean. I think they're in a great position here. If they're able to withstand some teams now over the next couple of days, trying to get him to take visits, I think Notre Dame, it could be theirs to win to get Bo Collins to transfer from Clemson. It's going to be a very solid pickup. Very, very be. efficient. 
It right, be. especially if you keep everybody intact. The receivers that are going to play in the bowl game with the transfer portal wide receivers with the incoming freshmen, you're going to have really good depth in that wide receiver room going into the spring. And hopefully everybody stays healthy and they go into the uh, season in August down in College Station. Too deep, pretty much in every position, field, boundary, and slot. So that's something to be excited about, to be very excited about. Well, and it's a great balance too, Sean, with Chris Mitchell, if you're able to land Bo Collins, which you think Notre Dame's obviously put themselves in a really good position for. But now you have... Chris Mitchell, who's more of your Z receiver in a traditional mm-hmm. sense, more to the field, can just kind of stretch the field with speed and explosiveness. And then you would have Bo Collins in the boundary as far as like just putting a class together. He's more of the physical type, can work against press, can win on one-on-one matchups. It would be a really good pickup, I think. Because what what's the worst thing that happens, Sean, that you have a really nice maybe rotation between Bo Collins and Deion Colsey and maybe Jane Thomas at times and a couple other guys where you're just like, that's good. Like it's fine. You don't need you don't need Bo Collins to come to Notre Dame to be a thousand yard receiver. You just don't mm-hmm. need it to happen. You just don't need it to happen. You need him to be a very good complimentary football player. That's what you need him to be. And I think he I mean, he's a five star for a reason, right? I think I think the rank rank right uh the star rankings can be super overrated at, at times when we're evaluating players, but there was a reason that he was so highly coveted. There was a reason that he had so many offers, there was a reason that he was so highly rated, there was a re- reason that during his junior year at St. John Bosco, he had over a thousand yards on a really good football team and only 40 something catches. There was a reason for that, right? Yeah. He's talented. So talented, big 50, 50 guy, contested balls. Yes. A little bit faster than what people might think. I think so. Yeah. Long strider. Yeah. So it should be able to give, you know, Notre Dame something that they really haven't had. Yeah. You know, from a quarterback position, looking downfield. Just the ability, and look, Riley Leonard, you might think he's a little bit of a gunslinger. Yep. A little bit. Mm-hmm. With Chris Mitchell, and if Bo Collins does commit, those two guys, those are the two guys, that, especially with the way Chris Mitchell goes after the ball. Sure. You take some shots. You, yep. Yeah, safeties, you want to stick your nose up to the line of scrimmage to stop the run game? We're going to take some shots. I agree. Agree. And then we obviously the last guy that has visited from a wide receiver perspective of the two players that are not currently committed to Notre Dame mentioned Bo Collins already. The other one's Josh Kelly out of Washington State, Sean. Very intriguing football player. He's about 6'1, 190 pounds, but he's a boundary receiver that has strong hands. He's super physical, not incredibly fast, but like he's got a little bit of a dog in him, man. He really does. So he was on campus on Tuesday. So here's the latest, basically, with Josh Kelly. The visit went fine. It went pretty well. But coming out of it, Sean, it just seems and it appears that Notre Dame and Josh Kelly alike, they're going to explore different options as far as possibilities for that third wide receiver in the class if you're able to get Bo Collins. Because that's the latest, basically, is that Josh Kelly, if, if that's a player you love, I really liked his film a lot as well. I don't think that I don't think that Notre Dame is going to end up getting Josh Kelly in this class, the graduate transfer from Washington State, former Fresno State wide receiver. Just don't, don't envision that one happening, folks. But the one part of the news that I kind of mentioned already that I think we just need to kind of keep in mind here is that Notre Dame, if they are able to get Bo Collins, let's use this as in our example here. 
That means that they have Chris Mitchell, Bo Collins. Notre Dame will still explore and keep options open to bringing in a third wide receiver in the transfer portal, Sean. So they are they are open to a third receiver. Are they going to take a player that they don't love to fill a number? No, they will not. They will stick it two in the transfer portal if there's not a guy they love that's going to come to Notre Dame. But they are going to be exploring options because we keep saying it, Sean. We were talking about this before the show started. Do you see the amount of good wide receivers that are entering the portal this offseason, man? There are man, some dudes crazy. out there, man. So Notre Dame's going to keep exploring. They would like to get a third receiver if it's a really good player, obviously, one that makes sense, but they're not going to force a, ba- a I don't say a bad player. They're not going to force a player they don't love to fill, fill a number. They are yeah. exploring a third option, though, if the one makes sense out there for a wide receiver. And more than likely, it's going to be somebody that is either approaching graduation or is already a grad transfer. Yes. So I don't think an Evan Stewart is going to be coming over time. I mean, that that or, would be nice. Or it could be a young Cats. I mean, we've talked about, again, yeah. I, I'm not saying that Notre Dame is necessarily recruiting this kid, but the Chris Braswell kid who's a sophomore from Tulane would be Tulane. a kid that I would look at. He's 6'5 yeah. and super long. So, yeah, either a grad transfer or a super young kid where you're not probably not into your – Extreme force workload like at that course, point. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah. but they are going after three, man. They are potentially bringing in a third in the transfer portal, and they are pushing for really good football players. So my only question is, Sean, and I don't have clarity on this as much. I wonder what type of receiver they're going to push for as a third. I'm not really sure. I, I would like to think that it's going to be an outside-oriented receiver because I know Notre Dame loves Jaden Greathouse. They love Jordan Faison, both of them projecting to the slot. You could also throw Jaden Thomas into the slot at times. You can do a little bit. You can throw a tight end into the slot at times. You have a lot of slot options. You weren't you weren't heavy on outside receivers, so I would be. I didn't say that, Brandon. I didn't say Chris Braswell was a no. I just said I don't know if he is being recruited by Notre Dame as of now. That's all I said, man. Don't twist my words. Don't twist my words. <laughs> but I still think that they're probably going to go up for an outside oriented receiver is kind of the latest, Sean. I think that it, it's, it's not going to be a slot more than likely. I mean, that seems to be the preference, right? Based yeah. upon what you have in the room already and what's coming in. So absolutely. And you want to bring your young guys in knowing that they're going to get plays per game. Like, yeah. okay, you guys are going to play five to 10 per game. Yes. But we're not expecting you to be our top performers. If one of you guys end up, no producing 30 receptions throughout the year that's great but we want you guys to develop and we want you guys to watch these veterans and how they do it so do you go get an outside guy that is a speed guy outside guy that is a really good route runner a technician um but more than likely it's definitely going to be a guy that can play the outside who maybe has some versatility because we talked about this right go get a guy that's versatile that can play multiple positions, right? So just in case injuries happen, now you don't get caught in a similar situation as you did in 2023 with just having mostly inside guys and nobody to really play those outside positions. So, 100%. Yeah. You just had too many of the same guy last year when injuries happened, right? You just had too many of the same guys. Sean, this chat drives me crazy sometimes because didn't you hear me say – that I would go after Chris Braswell if I can make it happen, right? You heard me say that, right? And I hate Tulane in the chat. Obviously joking in the chat a little bit, but man, I would go after the kid. 6'5 and Karun? I, I go for that all day if you can make it work. So, shall see, man. We shall see.
but three wide receivers is the push in this class as of right now. So that's the updates on Bo Collins. That's the update on Josh Kelly, who have visited campus recently. Also, Riley Leonard, we kick things off with. We're also expecting RJ Oban to uh, uh, potentially make the trip here soon to Notre Dame as well, defensive end mm-hmm. on the Duke. After he does, and we get some context on it and some information about it, we'll be able to provide more. I should also have a nice piece on Chris Mitchell coming out soon. I have an interview that is scheduled for that one as well. So make sure to go to boards.irishbreakdown.com and irishbreakdown.com for the latest there. We're going to move next to our next topic, Sean. Who did? Nana of South Amenza. Congratulations. Where's it going? TCU. Okay. So he's going back to Texas. Nice. Good friend, man. Good friend. Huge fan. Shout out to him. That's awesome. Gave Notre Dame everything he had. Absolutely. He did. No, that's a great that's a great way to end this segment, too, because Nana is a he is what you want at the position as far as a a Notre Dame player that is just going to give all out effort. Right. Mm -hmm. But we're going to get into 2024 class, Sean. We're going to talk about, Hey, I know everyone wants to talk about transfer portal, but there are some really talented 2024 kids that are going to be here soon. That could supplement some of these issues and some of these holes in this roster. So we're going to get to that next here on the Irish breakdown podcast. we mm-hmm. 